And welcome to What Nightmares Are Made Of podcast. I'm Marty. This is T. And welcome to our first official episode. We're here to actually talk to you guys about haunted locations. Historical haunted locations, anything spooky, ghost stories. Film reviews, news on upcoming movies. So let's get started. All right, so T here is going to talk about the Swenson House. Okay, so the Swenson House is located in Abilene, Texas. It's part of the Historical Society. It was built for uh, W.G. and Shirley Swenson. It is a 109-year-old house. The house was built in 1910 on a 58-acre. The Swensons raised their four children in this home. They were a big part of the Abilene community. Mr. Swenson had, a, had projects in real estate and railroads. They were part of the founding family of St. Paul, the Methodist Church in downtown. Mr. Swenson was first-generation Swedish-American. Today, the grounds cover a two-acre city block. In 1928, the Swensons completed a major remodeling of the home, adding brick veneer and a grape arbor and many Spanish colonial revival architectural features. The Swenson home is unique because so many of the original features have been preserved. There has been um, told by witnesses that there is an apparition of a great lady who haunts this mansion. Um, witnesses have seen the figure descending the grand staircase before vanishing and suddenly as it appears. And um, now we will be going into the Cecil. Cecil? Cecil Hotel. Cecil Hotel. Sorry, you guys. The infamous Cecil Hotel in downtown Los Angeles. And I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys heard about what happened to Elisa Lamb. She, um... It was what? Back in, um, the... What was it, like... Early or 2012 or something like that? 2013. It was in okay. 2013. It was actually February 19, 2013 when this tragedy happened. Okay, so Elisa Lam was basically a, stu- a student from the University of British Columbia who was who was staying at the Cecile Hotel. And apparently there's a video on YouTube where she's in like the, the elevator. She looks like she's paranoid. It looks like someone's following her because... Before the doors close, she keeps looking out, like, to see if someone was, like, behind her. And, you know, she's just acting really, we- really, really weird. And after that, they basically found her in the little, was it a t- not, not a tub, it was a... It was the water tank that's on top of the roof of the hotel, which was the tank that preserved, or not preserved, but cleaned out all the water or something like that. that it was water that was pretty much for the hotel. Yeah, and um, I guess the guests that were staying there... Were complaining about the taste of the water because it was tap water, right? Yeah, it was tap water. Well, the, people were like opening. I guess some people have. I've noticed that some people like to drink tap water. I don't. I hate the taste of it. But I guess some uh, some of the uh, guests there were, you know, grabbing water to drink, and they would notice a weird taste to it. So they sent a worker up to the roof of the hotel uh, the roof of the hotel to check the water tank to see what was going on and that's when they noticed that um i think the hatch was or open s- open or something was the pretty much the worker went to check it and they noticed that the body was in there floating and pretty much people were chasing to decomposing water, water or damn. decomposing body water Ew, gross. hopefully they got checked after that yeah or at, least got, at it, least got a refund it, it, <laughs> it is a bit weird because they do say in the images she's kind of moving her hands in a very weird creepy way i did notice in the video her fingers look 
extremely long. Have mm -hmm. you noticed that? No, I'm going to check that out later, though. Her hands look extremely long. I don't know if it just might be because of the way she was moving her hand. The type of maybe uh, cameras they had maybe were catching the movement a little bit slow. So it made her hands look a bit too long. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I do find it a little bit creepy, a little bit eerie. Um, but I do see it in a more different point of view than you do. I see that I believe she was more mentally ill. There yeah. was probably some some counterparting of medication not working. Or maybe she didn't take her medication because I've heard of people who are schizophrenic. That prefer too. not to take their medication or they, you know, kind of stir away from that. But There's actually a lot of conspiracies about that. You know, the first they're saying that... That, you know, she was off her meds or she was crazy and that, you know, she committed suicide. You know, they're, they're saying that some, one of the workers are actually killed her and yeah, actually, and that. everybody, like, I guess everyone in the hotel, they covered it up. And then some people just say that, that you know, a ghost off her, but I mean, we, to this day, nobody knows, but. The, and I've heard some people say that, you know, history, we've, it's been somewhat said rumors. It could probably be found in documents that it, it you know, it was documented that, uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, the Night Stalker. Oh, Richard Ramirez. Richard yeah. Ramirez had stayed in that hotel. And some people believe that it was his spirit chasing her and trying to kill her. Mm -hmm. Don't know how true that is, you know, because, <laughs> of course, it, it, we don't know. Um, yeah. But the crazy but, thing about that is, like, there's a movie called Dark Water. And I don't want to get too into it, but I guess... Something similar happens in that movie, and that yeah. movie was made, I think, years. I don't. Well, actually, I don't even know how old. It was I want to say it was in like in the mid two thousands yeah, when that movie before, came out. Yeah, it was. It yeah. happened before um, what happened to Lisa Lamb, but a, like a similar death scene in that movie happens. Like, yeah, that, that kind of overshadowed Lisa Lamb's death scene. I I do feel though that like some people do say that it was she probably saw the spirits of people who had stayed there and they were, you know, chasing her and she was just traumatized, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know how true that is. We may never know. Sure. Um, there is uh, also some rumor that uh, Black Dahlia had stayed in that hotel. It's hours before her death. Too. Yes. And it's been documented that a lot of... Deaths have happened Have there. happened there. A suicides. lot of suicides. So it's kind of a repeating... Cycle. Yeah. And I'm, some people say that the spirits who have committed suicide there are the ones that pushed her because they knew she was very vulnerable because of her mental illness. Mm -hmm. And so they had pushed her to do that. We may never know. Unfortunately, <laughs> it, the Cecile Hotel is officially closed, so we can't really go inside. I really wish we oh, had really? the chance. Yeah. I thought they had changed the name to kind of rebrand it and reopen it and make it into a new They name. did, but I guess... It I did know, not work. It didn't work. I mean, That's I've sad. had friends there that stayed there, and they said that they felt like a creepy vibe. But, I mean, I would have loved to personally just go in there and do some ghost hunting, but now, we, awesome. now we will never be able to do it. Yeah. It's closed down. However, if you Unless go to, we become Ghostbusters. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you if you go to the back of the hotel, it'll it's still it still says Cecile Hotel. So I mean, oh, like, really? that's still cool. Huh, that's interesting. That's actually a pretty cool thing. I did not know that. I thought it was it was rebranded all the way, you no. know, and they had kept it open because of that very reason of all the suicides. Um, it also has been said that there's been a lot of drug addicts who stay there and mm -hmm. overdose, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I guess we will never know until either 
somebody goes and investigates. (laughs) But anyways, going on to our movie reviews. First off, we have Midsummer. Okay, so... No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So me and T have different opinions. Oh, we have different opinions on a lot of our movies. Yeah. Midsummer to me... It makes it fun. Yeah, true. (laughs) Um, Midsummer to me, I did enjoy it. And I like the, the cinematography, the atmosphere... I thought it was, you know, directed really good. Ari Aster is the one that directed it. For those that you don't know, he also directed Hereditary, which I thought was fucking disturbing. I thought... And it it has a bit of a supernatural, paranormal-ish aspect to it. Not like Midsummer. I feel like Midsummer was more of a psychological thing. Yeah, Midsummer was definitely psychological. But I, I don't know. My point of view of it was... Very confusing, so if you're not a very good person that observes things, I mean, I observe things quite well, but not to the point that Mr. Marty does over here, but I actually, it was hard for me to figure out, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of the time, like, I figured some of the points, but I feel like you, on the other hand, you were better at figuring it out, and, like, you were right, a lot of it was what you were saying, and, but... It was hard. I'm not into psychological thrillers that much. It depends on what kind they are. But I'm not really into them. Like I am with paranormal and supernatural type of horror movies. You, on the other hand, like psychological thrillers. You like slashers, serial killer type of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, on the other hand, like more of the spiritual, all the creepy shit dolls. Yeah. With spirit in it type of crap. <laughs> but you, on the other hand, like the slasher type of movies, you know, thrillers and all that stuff and psychological stuff. But my thing was, there will be spoiler alerts, my peoples. Yes. There will be lots of them. Well, not lots of them, but most of them. We won't We won't ruin the ending, but we will reveal some, like, some of the, the plot lines. The plot, yeah. yeah so. so, tell me, what was your take on the fact that, okay, so, spoiler alert. Her, in the beginning, her sister murders her parents, the main characters, um, In a weird suicide, suicide, no, not revenge, but it was like, it was just a suicide murder. Yeah, and she murders her parents and murders herself, pretty much, or kills herself. Um, it was like a suicide, homicide type of thing. Anyways, I don't know the labels, sorry people, I'm not into, like, forensics or anything, but... It tends to take a very big toll on the aspect. It's pretty much one of the main things in the movie. You know, mm-hmm. because she's trying to recover from the loss of family. And she becomes codependent on her significant other. Yeah, and we're talking about Danny, by the way. Yeah. Uh, she's played by Florence. I can't. I think it's Pew or Puh. I don't know. Florence Pugh, I think. Well, I mean, she's a really good act, a good actress, so. But, I have um, seen her in other movies, and yeah, she's, she's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like she did show a lot of the emotion. She did. You do feel bad for her. You, you do, you do follow you her on this journey of, you know... Recovery. Recovery, trying to better herself. You know, she obviously has a lot of trauma from, you know, what happened with her sister, her mm-hmm. parents. She's she's basically vulnerable and has nobody but her boyfriend in the movie. And so I feel that's like she, she does show the emotion because there is a part in the movie where everything goes silent. Spoiler alert. And that's when she finds out about the loss of her family 
And when you see that slow motion silence of her screaming. And the tears. You feel that emotion. And I feel like what the, that's what this director always does in all his fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I've, I mean, I've seen Hereditary and that, that, that movie is, <laughs> it fucks you up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but I just sat there after just like, what the fuck did I just watch? My husband was just like, uh, what did we just watch? This is weird. I don't get it. <laughs> But, of course, he's not very into horror movies. He's more like, I'll watch it because you want to watch it type of thing. But I feel like this one, you can feel the emotion. And then especially, spoiler alert, when she finds out her boyfriend cheating on her. With one of the village chicks, too. Yeah. You can feel that anger, that pain. You're like, what the fuck? You want to go up to him and be like, what the fuck? Why did you cheat on me? Why? And you want to get in his face, but it's like, okay, this is a movie. (laughs) It's not your real (laughs) husband or boyfriend doing this to you or girlfriend. But I feel like some of it's a bit twisted, though, especially when that village girl, like, puts that weird stuff in the baked goods. Like, it was her pubes, by the way. (laughs) Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And then at one point, she puts her period blood. Yes, this is very graphic. Um, period blood and his lemonade. And you can tell when they're passing the camera along all the drinks. You know, well, everybody's sitting at the table to eat. And you can see his drink is a different tint of color. But it's weird because at the beginning, when they first get to that village, it's it kind of, they tell you, mm-hmm. like, what... You know, when when one of the maids picks you, this is what she does to lure you in. And it's kind of a metaphor for how women nowadays, no offense to anybody, but how some women tend to seduce other women's (laughs) man type of thing. Because it's true. I mean, that's how they flirt. Well, they don't put pubes with period blood in your food. But, you know, that's how they try to seduce you. Like, oh, you're so sweet. And they'll put their hand on your shoulder or on your arm and be, like, flirtatious and kind of a metaphor for that yeah. i fe- I felt that's what it was i don't know you might have a different aspect or um, point of view of it no i just thought it was just weird <laughs> and like it was the sex scene is even more weird because um spoiler alert so the danny's boyfriend ends up having sex with the village girl and it's weird because it's some kind of a re- yeah, this ritualist- whole ritualistic this whole, yeah this whole thing is like a biblical ritual type of rendezvous i don't know it's it's weird um basically all the villagers are are watching them fuck yeah well the women are the men are somewhere the men are somewhere else but all the the ones that are in that hut thing it's all women and they're like helping her do what she's doing to him type of thing because there's a point where one of the women like grabs her hands and like they're doing it (laughs) and they're holding she's holding hands with another woman while the guy is you know doing his thing and it's it's weird it's (laughs) i don't know what to say it's you guys have to watch it it's a unique movie like his other movie (laughs) it is i think for mid for midsummer you guys should definitely give it a give it a a try a try pretty much I mean, if you like psychological horror and if you like Hereditary, you'll like this. It wasn't disturbing as Hereditary yeah, was, it was, but it was it was kind it was kind of up there. So yeah, and I, I feel like if you're not into movies that you really don't under uh, sorry, if you don't really understand, like it's gonna be hard for you to understand 
this one. Yes. It, it's confusing. But anyways, going on to Child's Play. Okay, so with Child's Play, uh. we both <laughs> we both have different views. I personally did enjoy this reboot. She doesn't like Tita doesn't like it. I am not into Chucky. I seriously do not like Chucky. Um, I've I I mean I would watch it, but it was not my thing growing up. Like I didn't care for Chucky, but I feel like they did take a pretty cool aspect on this one because they're using technology. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think the whole using technology is it was brilliant because I mean. We live in a world where we have Apple, we we have yeah. um, Alexa and all that stuff, right? The only thing for me was that I found it kind of weird how, like, the technology they're using. I mean, Apple has a lot of products now where you have iPhone, you have your Mac, you have your wireless headphones, you have your iPads. Now you can connect it to your TV and it becomes a smart TV. You have all these things, but I feel like the technology they were using, like a wannabe Apple, I feel like it had too many things. Like they can control their thermometer, they can control their house, they can control the lighting, they can pretty much this technology was being used for every little thing you can think of in your house. It was for your computer, for your phone, for your TV, for your lighting, for your heating, for your this and your security and that and this. And I was like, damn, this thing is taking over the world. It's bigger than Apple. What kind of, where could I get it? You know, because you were able to control all of this through your phone. And it was the same thing with Chucky. He hmm. was part, he was pretty much an Apple Chucky. He was an iChild, I guess you could say, you know? Mm -hmm. So my question is, like, I feel like they overdid it too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they overdid um, it with the technology. Okay, well, me being a giant fan of the Chucky movies, except for Seed of Chucky, I wasn't that big of a fan of um, that entry of the franchise. I really did like that whole idea of Chucky being able to control everything. Because, I mean, you know, know. Jason has his machete. Freddy has his, you know, his claws. Michael has his butcher knife. So, I mean, Chucky needs something if they're going to do a reboot. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it's good that... I, I like that he can control anything because that means, you know, you can't get away. Like, wherever you go, if there's, like, the same product as him, he can control that. I just feel like they overdid it with, you know, it, Chucky being able to control all this. I feel like in this aspect, it would have been better if they would have brought more of a cyborg... How could I say it? Like, more of, like... Well, I mean, he technically, he is a robot in this, not a doll. Yeah, but he's technically taking the doll aspect. I feel like it just doesn't fit. Like, I feel like they try to put two different types of thing or two concepts of a, two different movies into one. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like they're putting Chucky, a doll, into this, but then I feel like they're trying to put, like, the Terminator into it. <laughs> you funny, know what I mean? Funny you say that because they kind of, like... <laughs> I've seen a couple of reviews that kind of compared Chuck to the Terminator, you know, so I kind of get where you're where you're going at. I feel like they should have kept like Chucky on his own thing. Like I feel like he could have been like, for instance, like I know there's some like dolls they have nowadays for kids that you can control from your own phone. I feel like it should have just been left at that, mm -hmm. you know. And I feel like it would have been more realistic. But I feel like Chucky being to being able to control your temperature in your house or your security in your home is just a little bit cheesy mm -hmm. 
Like, I feel like they try to do it so he you have no way of getting away from him type of thing. But that's and good, like, though. you're fucking... <laughs> no, but that's good, though, because, no! yes, it is. To me, it's like he's trying to be the Terminator. Okay, but it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> like, little think, Terminator, Chucky. I think, I think it's good because, I mean, if we give Chucky the, you know, if we take that away, it'll be easy to, like, kill him off. I mean... Like, but I feel no, like there, like there won't be any like they're gonna have to they're like everybody but cast they're gonna have to think of a way to you know take that that all that stuff away from him. So, I know, but think about it. How did he do it back in the eighties and nineties when that first Chucky vo- movie came out? Well, with voodoo. And, exactly. And, why can't we go back to voodoo? <laughs> because it's a reboot. I know, yeah. but I feel like they're overdoing it, though. I feel like they're overdoing uh-huh. it too much, and to the point where at some point they're gonna run out of ideas because. No one can get rid of Chucky. How True. are they going to get rid of Chucky now if I mean, he controls no can, everything? I mean, no one can, can get rid of Michael, Freddie, or Jason. Yeah, but there's been times where we've been able to, like, hey, calm down. Go back to your little, you know, grave. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like these movies are doing it too hard to the point where they're going to have to keep doing remakes. And what's going to happen with remakes? People are going to get tired of it. It's going to become cheesy. And it's going to become like a Sharknado. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like it's going to become. It's They're not going to take it seriously I actually have never seen the Sharknado movie. I've I, never either. I just know it's something will. about sharks. Know, it's, it's a big thing, apparently. <laughs> but it's a cheesy thing. I mean, have you ever taken it seriously to actually watch it? What? The Sharknado, Sharknado? No, yeah. Because I know it. Exactly. So that's how Chucky's going to become. Where you're going to be like, oh, this is cheesy. <laughs> There's no point in watching it. But it's it. already cheesy because, I mean, look at all the, the sequels. I mean, it's not meant to be taken serious or scary. Yeah, but all. I mean, like, the point is, like, there is a point where the first Chucky movies, they did put a stop to it. But then, like, I feel like, I don't know. I don't take those movies seriously at all. Even if it's humor or not, I never even took them seriously. Mm-hmm. But it's up to you guys if you guys are willing to go watch it. I but watch you we- see perfectly fine our differences on how I do. I find those movies so, <laughs> so silly. But, okay, whatever. We'll do that, you know, but we'll see. For Child's Play, I'm going to say give it a, yeah, just give it a watch. Yeah, I'm more of like, don't waste your time unless you're really bored on family holidays. <laughs> go ahead and throw it in. Maybe Grandma will enjoy it. I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> going on to... Paranormal experiences. Ooh. Well, me, I haven't had... Okay, maybe I'm just immune to ghosts. Because I've never had... They just don't want to waste their time on you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They're like, this guy only likes slashes. There's no point of spooking him out. True. But... <laughs> I mean, I haven't had anything, so I don't really have a story. But, T, you've had some experiences at your own house, too. I've actually had um, some pretty spooky experiences. Um, my parents have lived in the same house every time I come and visit them. Because I live in New Mexico now. And so... Um, my parents have still lived in the same house um, since I was 18, 17 years old. Um, one time we were, you know, we had just barely moved there. It had probably been a year since we moved in. And everybody in my family was out, you know, and I thought my parents had left my uncle who has Down syndrome um, with me. And he is the type of guy, you know, he 
he has the the mindset of a child. So he might be 30-something years old, but he still has that mindset of a child. So he likes to go through our stuff and anything that's shiny or good or anything he can use for his so-called parties that he likes. He likes to throw birthday parties for himself. So anything he can use with, you know, use for the party or for anything that he likes that he sees intriguing, he will take it. Well, I would always have to keep an eye on him to make sure he didn't go through our stuff. So one time I was staying at my parents' house. Um, well, I was there living, obviously. <laughs> I hadn't gotten married yet. But I was there at home and my uncle had apparently left with him. I did not even know this. So I literally thought I saw somebody walk from my parents' bedroom to my bedroom and I thought oh my goodness my uncle is already digging through everything I'm gonna get in trouble because they left him to me but I didn't know that he didn't they didn't tell me anything so I go into my parents room and I check there's nobody there I check into my room like I go in my room and I check and there's nobody there so I went outside in the backyard thinking oh he grabbed something he probably took it outside to decorate his for his party and there was nobody there so I call my mom and I tell her, hey, mom, have you guys, um, did you guys take Javi? Did you guys leave him to me? And they were like, no, we have him here with us. And I was like, are you guys, did you guys just leave or what? Like I was asking all these questions yeah. and they were like, no, we've been gone for 30 minutes. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I freaked out because I was like, oh, heck no. <laughs> did I just see what I thought I saw? Because my mom and my dad would always say that they would hear stuff. They would, you know, they would notice little things here and there. And my aunts would say the same thing. I have so many stories on this, these two houses because they're duplexes. So we've always seen things. We've always heard things. My mom has always felt, you know, somebody, you know, breathe on her face and like give her like a like they're about to give her a kiss on her cheek. Because my dad would always do that when he would come home from work. Like, he would always bend down and give her a kiss on the cheek. And then, you know, stuff like that. Like, he would go hang his keys. Well, she felt like somebody came home, hung their keys where my dad would always hang them, and would come to her room and feel like somebody was about to give her a kiss on the cheek and would never give her a kiss on the cheek. So, she would always come to my room and be like, did you go bug me while I was sleeping? And I'm like, no, like... I've been in my room watching TV, you know, because it was the times where we would, like, talk to each other and, like, talk about, like, scary stories and stuff. Yeah. Or, like, we would talk about, like, Halloween, what are we going to do next Halloween and stuff like that. Like, we're big horror lovers. And not horror, horror lovers. <laughs> and so, like, I would never notice anything. I was oblivious to it, you know? And then there was another time where both my aunt and my mom thought they saw my dad arrive from work, waited for him to come in, and he never came inside the house. And it's just been little things like that, like where we always feel somebody's coming or somebody's there, like a presence, but nothing, mm -hmm. you know? Or there's been times where my aunt has heard my cousin call out her name, you know, or say mom, and my cousin was not even home. And then there was a time where, you know, being Latino... I used to sleep in the living room. I'm pretty <laughs> sure some people have had that situation too, you know, where you have multiple people living at the house. And I was living in, the, sleeping, not living, sleeping in the living room. <laughs> and we used to have this big window that like was facing the front of our driveway and stuff. And then we had a smaller window that faced the back of the house. 
And I literally saw a shadow, like a hooded shadow on each side of the window. And then I closed my eyes hoping, okay, it's just my imagination or something. I'm really tired or whatever. And I opened my eyes again and it was still there. So I literally closed my eyes again and I turned around to the other side. And we used to have a little like light that would kind of light up our backyard. And when I turned around and I closed my eyes for a bit, I opened them again and there was another shadow, hooded shadow figure on that smaller window facing the backyard. Never figured out what it was. I've tried to Google it like a lot. Can't find anything. Haven't found it. anyone talk about anything like that. The only thing I've heard or seen online is people talk about shadow people. That's the only thing. So if you guys have any idea what that those shadow things were, let me know. Email us and let us know what that was because that was really creepy. I never saw anything like that again, but I'm telling you, those houses have always had us on alert, you know? And mm-hmm. so I don't know if there's like a weird portal there because I've heard people that when you see things like that a lot in a location, there's a portal there. So if you guys know anything that you guys can tell me why I'm seeing all these things, why my family's seeing all these things or those shadow figures, email us and let us know. It would be fun to, you know, hear your input on it. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty much my experiences. And so if you guys have any experiences or scary stories that you guys want to tell us, email us on our link. I will put that below so you guys can submit your scary stories and we'll read them out loud and you guys can hear it. Sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry. I I, I love stories like this. I'm telling you, I'm the paranormal supernatural lover. He's more of a slasher. I don't know. Serial killer type of stuff. (laughs) Pretty much. Okay, so The Grudge. The Grudge. I'm really excited for this because, you know, I am a fan of the original Japanese version and the 2000, I believe it's 2004 version with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, most yeah. people didn't really like that one, but I did enjoy it. I did like part two as well. I did like the Jap- or the American version of it. It wasn't as scary as the Japanese version. I do feel like Japanese movies are way more freaking scarier than American. True. But yet again, don't forget that a lot of the Japanese movies are based on legend and myth. Mm-hmm. More True. than American movies. <laughs> And I feel like it's because, you know, it's a different country. It's an unknown thing. You know, we've never visited. So, I don't know. I feel like it gives it a kind of like a more scarier scarier appeal to it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? Of The Grudge or the Japanese movies? Uh, Well, the Japanese... All that. All that mixture. (laughs) Tell us your input, (laughs) Mr. Marty. Well, I think the Japanese movies are a lot scarier because, you know, like you said, they're based on... Some sort of mythology, some sort of urban legend. So, like, yeah. I think that's what makes it a little bit scarier. Because, I mean, over here, we don't really have that much urban legend, so... We don't. I feel like the only most urban legends we tend to hear are, of course, with other cultures. Like, Native Americans, we have skinwalkers and Wendigos. Wendigos and stuff like that. With Mexican legend... Which, you know, we always we o- always hear La Llorona, you know, uh, or some people might know La Mano Peluda, the hairy hand. I don't know <laughs> if you've ever heard of that I've one. I've never heard of that one. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, of course, we hear the typical, the devil disguised in a beautiful woman figure. And then when it turns around, it has a pig face or something like that. That one I that. did hear. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, for the grudge, I'm excited because it's also, mm-hmm. it's, okay. 
it's not a remake; it's a reboot. So, from what I from what I I saw from the from the plot that it's taking place at the same time as the Sarah Michelle Gellar movie, so they're not completely getting rid of that. Mm-hmm. It's just in the same universe. So I'm not, I'm not too sure if they're gonna do like a crossover, like. Maybe they're going to reference the what's happening in Tokyo, but I do know it's happening in Tokyo and here in America at the, in this movie. Okay. And, you know, this one's actually R-rated, which I'm kind of shocked because the other two... Well, the first two American remakes were were um, PG-13, and then the horrible straight-to-video third entry was rated R, but uh, if I were you guys, I would skip it because... Part three was not good at all. I mean, are we going to see the little boy that tends to, you know, the one that opens his mouth and you hear them? Well, in the trailer, I didn't, in the trailer and the TV spots, I didn't see him. The only villain that I saw was Kyoko, who is, you know, the original villain from yeah. both the Japanese version and the American version with Sarah Michelle Gellar. And that's weird because technically that's the little boy's mom and they were both murdered by the dad, which I'm surprised they're not. If they're not, if he's not going to be on there, how are they going to take this? Like it's weird. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious, and I'm actually really, really excited to see how the movie is going to play out next week. I mean, maybe they didn't show him in, in the trailer or any TV spots because they kind of want to like keep that for the for the actual movie. Yeah. So maybe we'll see the little boy, or maybe the dad, or who knows. I wonder if it's going to give us a bit of a little history. Probably not, because the no, one with Michelle... The one, the one with Sarah Michelle Gellar, they already said like what happened to, to, to Kayoko and her son and the family, how they were all murdered in that house. Yeah, so, that's true. So, I mean... I'm I not... kind of wish my husband was still in Japan like when he was stationed there. Uh-huh. So he can bring us some horror movies from over there, because they got some pretty scary ones, like... The one with the slasher face lady, whatever. She was like a weird... I know, I keep forgetting what her name was. But that's another Japanese movie, which I'm surprised America hasn't taken a a, A a take. Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, they tend to take a lot of the Japanese movies. A lot of Asian movies are very scary. (laughs) Um, And even Mexican movies. Like, I've even started seeing some Spanish you know, Spaniard yeah. um, shows and movies, and they're pretty ki- creepy, like the Marianne one, for instance. Y'all should check that one out. It's on Netflix. So. I still haven't checked it out, but I will. It's too. pretty creepy. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but going on to the next movie that we... W- that's the Conjuring. Coming up. <laughs> the Conjuring World one. Okay, so I love the Conjuring universe. It's basically... My type of movie. And it's also, um like, the Marvel... But yeah, it's the Marvel franchise of horror, basically. Pretty However, much. I will say that I'm not fun, uh, not a fan of the Nun, really? La Llorona, or or Annabelle, the third entry. That yeah, we saw. the com- comes Come home. home. Those yeah. three were garbage. I feel like the Annabelle one, or yeah, the Annabelle one had too much of a spooky jump, 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 jump here. They jump overloaded that. it with too many jump yeah, scares. Yeah, I feel and... like they didn't give us too much history on it. Um, I feel like they could have put a little bit more to it. The only thing good about that is that they kind of more of a storyline, pretty much. Yeah, but they the only the only thing good about that is that they basically set up a bunch of other entries in the film yeah, that can happen. They like gave, they gave the, us a lot of Easter eggs. The bride, the ferryman, the werewolf. Um, there's a bunch of little. I'm other excited stuff. for the bride. I hope they. I hope when they bring us that movie, they give us a bit of a history. Yeah. First, because I feel like they always jump to the. Ooh, this is the haunting, but don't really give you a lot of history. And then they make another one with history, but at that point they mess it up like they did with the nun. Mm-hmm. The nun, I liked the movie, but there was a little bit missing. 
Yeah. They're actually doing also the Crooked Man, which I don't know if you remember from The Conjuring 2. He was like that little children's play toy with like, he looked like a, to me, he looked like a Tim Burton kind of character with the maroon hat. I can't hat. remember at the moment. I'm going to have to look it up again. Um, yeah, they're giving him his own movie. They have, there's no information about it yet, but I mean, we really don't know that much about him other than he's like a children's little play toy. Yeah. So I, I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, I'm actually excited for that because that's my type of movies. Um, and I'm, I don't know, I'm kind of hoping they kind of give us a little bit more mm-hmm. on The Nun. I actually want to see a little bit more on The Nun. And The Conjuring 3 is coming out in September. Ooh. So that one I'm really, I know that's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the first two were good. They were, the both of them were equally creepy, scary. They didn't, like, overdo it with, with jump scares. And, you know, the ghosts there are fucking creepy, too. So, I mean... <laughs> I don't know. I'm actually, like, hoping they'll bring us anything with the nun. Do you know if they're going to bring us anything else with the nun? Uh, yes, but they haven't set up a plot or a release date, but the nun, too, Ooh. is happening. Yeah, because I really like that one. I'm kind of hoping more of, like... <sighs> I guess I'm also, like, wishing they kind of would bring, like, Insidious... Um, I think they're making an, uh, another one. I'm not too sure, though. Because I feel like Insidious was good, but I feel like this last one wasn't that great. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, like I understand they were trying to give uh, the psychic lady, I forgot her name. Sorry, Ali- you guys. I'm bad with names. Elise, played <laughs> by the lovely Lin Shay. I feel like they could have given her a little bit more oomph to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I feel like they kind of left it a little bit dry. I don't know. No, you know which one was dry? Insidious. I think the third one. The really? third. Yeah, it was the third one. I didn't really like that one. I don't know. The first two were good. Third one was not that good. That's the why fourth I'm kind one of, was alright. I'm kind of afraid because I feel like, for instance, La Llorona, they could have taken a way better aspect. Yeah. Like a better. How can I say it? A better storyline. I feel like what they gave it was not good. I feel like they should have taken it more of a history type of way. You know, to kind of let some of the viewers who are American that really don't know what the La Llorona is, mm-hmm. more of a history to understand what it is, you know? Um, and I feel like, why do they have to do it in L.A.? Why couldn't they have done it in Mexico? Yeah. Because there's a lot of actors who are Mexican, not trying to do race here, not at all. But there's a lot of Mexican actors that are actually in horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they could have done with the whole, let's do it, the history about, you know, how it started. Because it started in Mexico. You know, she drowned her kids because she was upset with her husband. Because her husband was cheating on her. Typical story. But, you know, I feel like they could have given that, you know. Yeah. And I feel like bringing an actress who is Caucasian that I know of, I haven't really read up on her history. I might be wrong. I don't know if she's Caucasian or not, but um, I've never seen her in any other type of, I don't know. We're not going to go there. Anyways, but like, (laughs) you know, I feel like they could have given her a little bit, a different type of person, like, you know, more of a Latina mother, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like it could have gone that way. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm not trying to step on racial shit here. I'm not, that's not my kind of boat, but I don't know. I feel like they could have done better with La Llorona. La Llorona is a really, really scary story for some of us who are Hispanic. That's how we were taught to respect and behave. (laughs) They would always tell us, if you don't behave, La Llorona is going to come for you. And we were like, oh shoot, we don't want her to come and 
it's scary to think like hearing a wailing woman like a white wedding dress yeah like i always you know like would hear people like cry at night because we live in a very chaotic crazy (laughs) neighborhood (laughs) and like i would always be like oh my god she's coming for me but it was just the, the neighbor crying because she was probably drunk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, yeah. That's, that's, I'm excited for that. And what about Scream? Okay. Scream is my top, one of my top five favorite movies. Mm-hmm. I love the series. Uh, Wes Craven is my favorite director. Rest in peace to his soul because, unfortunately, he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how to feel about Scream 5 because it might be a reboot where it's a different cast, new storyline and everything. So I'm mm-hmm. if that's the case, I hope they don't it doesn't like I don't know, I hope it doesn't happen. I mean it's gonna happen regardless, but I mean mm-hmm. I'd really hope that they that they bring back Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, you know, just the original the original cast members. Yeah. So, I've never really been into Scream that much. Um, I mean I guess what I remember the most is a scary movie where they would go, What's that? They, they it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but that's pretty much all I really remember most of it for because the storylines i never really remembered them um to me it kind of blends in with you know uh i know what you did last summer it kind of which i did like sometimes i mix both of them so oh it's because kevin williamson didn't um i think he wrote wrote it or i don't know what he did i don't know but it kind of has a bit of the same you know yeah the same the same feeling and atmosphere. Yeah. So I feel like I always get them confused. Um, which I feel like I need to rewatch. I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it in a good while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I'm not really into it because I watched the first season of the show that MTV did. But which the first two seasons were good. The one I that, only saw the first one and it was good. The one that aired on VH1 was complete garbage. It was only six episodes. And I think. They had aired it. I think. I think they had air. They were airing it for three days, like two episodes each. Like they weren't even doing it like every like weekly. Mm-hmm. It was just like a quick cash in, basically. Yeah. And the the only thing good about that is that they did bring back the original ghost face mask because in the first two seasons it was like, like it wasn't a ghost face mask, but it was something similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this one, it brought back Roger L. Jackson, who is the voice of the of Ghostface. Yeah. And um, you know, I think that was that. That's the only thing that was good about it. Other than that, I. I don't know if you if you've never seen Scream season three on VH1, don't even watch it. Well, we'll see how that goes because I'm not a big fan of slasher, serial killer, or anything like that type of movies or psychological thriller. Thrillers are not my really my thing, but we'll see how it goes. I always, Marty always pushes me to go see those things, so I'll most likely end up watching it with him. So we'll see what my take is on those movies. For sure, but we'll see. Well, what? guys. Thank you for listening to our very first podcast. Um, my Instagram, if you want to see more horror stuff, is everyone's favorite gorehound. And T's Instagram is captured in time underscore. All right. Well, thanks again. And don't forget, don't forget to mention our Twitter, oh, and, our Twitter and our Instagram. This guy likes to, you know, talk about himself a lot. <laughs> you tell. Um, but yeah, don't forget that we have actually a podcast, Twitter, and Insta. I will be linking all those links down below so you guys can follow us. I will also be putting the email so you guys can submit your spooky, scary stories so we can read them out here on the podcast. And 
that is pretty much it. So. Thank, thank you guys. You guys have a good weekend and a good night. We are signing off. And don't forget, let the horror begin in your nightmares. This is T. And this is Marty. Good night.